Welcome to the Nourished by Nature podcast. Gain tips and tricks on how to live fully while losing weight successfully. Here's your host, Shindy Unger. Hi, ladies. I hope your summer is off to a great start. I'd like to announce the summer sale for new subscriptions. Sign up now and get eight weeks for the price of five or sign up with a friend and both get a $50 discount. There's no better time than now to take charge of your weight, your health, your food choices. Get the support you need and sign up while this great offer lasts. Sign up today. Call 646-498-6696. Now, if you're like a big percentage of my clients and you feel like you know everything there is to know about weight loss, all you need is to be accountable to someone. And that's the service I offer. In order to lose, you got to be meticulous. At the same time, failures are not here to crush you or break you or discourage you. Failures are not here for you to spend the next few hours or days or weeks wallowing in guilt or self-pity. Failures are simply part of the process. A client shared that she went on vacation and totally blew it. And now that she came back, she's simply just continuing. And this can only happen when you create an accepting environment of the ups and the downs. That way you just keep going and you don't fall off totally. Even if you went on vacation and didn't follow the plan, that's part of the process. Just pick up where you left off and continue. Failure, the way it's defined in school, has a negative connotation. Reframe that definition of failure in your mind and get up, brush yourself off, and get back into it with that renewed vigor and fresh energy that you get after a low. One of the goals of this podcast is to create a community for all of us to share our tips and tricks A simple hack that comes naturally to you might just make someone else's life so much easier when you share it. Your comments and feedback are appreciated, so feel free to message me anytime. For those signing up for free recipe emails, please allow two to four weeks to start receiving emails. Let's get to the questions that came in. Question, the story in last episode about the person who um, by day three lost it all despite his good intentions because he went too extreme... Isn't it contradicting to the idea you mentioned to go off sugar totally and then find the middle way? What is the balance? All right. So great question. The point I was making about being too extreme that it doesn't last was that he knew everything that he should not be eating, but he didn't have a plan of what he will eat. He was not being realistic or practical. Don't make impossible to keep goals. After all, you're not going to live on just fruits and vegetables. It's not enough just to know what you should not be eating. On the other hand, when you do choose a realistic new habit, then yes, do it all the way and give it all you've got in order for it to take root and start becoming second nature to you. And then when the habit is somewhat developed, you could ease up a little bit. A very common question that I get from clients is, what's different on maintenance? And the answer is exactly this. You can just ease up a little bit. You don't want to ever drop these great habits that you worked so hard to develop. You want to get to a point where it's second nature to you. And you can allow yourself a little dessert here or a treat there and still live a very healthy lifestyle and maintain that weight loss by Hashem. Now let's go on and talk about flattening our glucose curve. Glucose is a word that, contrary to popular belief, doesn't only apply to diabetics. Blood sugar changes are a very crucial indicator of our health. High blood sugar may cause weight gain or chronic diseases. If blood sugar is too low, it can lead to a variety of symptoms as well, such as brain fog, weakness, and fatigue. So avoiding spikes and crashes is a very key point of weight loss. Keeping glucose levels in check allows you to eat more calories while losing more weight. 
it's a win-win situation. Instead of limiting your portions or asking, how much can I eat? Start asking, how does this food affect my glucose level? Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you can answer this question very well. Which foods don't cause spikes and crashes? Well, firstly, foods that are high in fiber. Fiber slows digestion, which in turn keeps the flatter glucose curve. Now, what I mean by a glucose curve is like this. Foods can either create a mountain of glucose that shocks your body and you feel the symptoms, or just a little hill of glucose that does not have a profound effect on how you feel. So since fiber slows the digestion of food, the glucose is not as quickly absorbed into the bloodstream, and the effect will be just a little hill instead of a mountain. Another way to flatten your glucose curve is, of course, to keep away from highly processed food. Processing of food ruins the whole digestion. So again, it's all about focusing on our digestion. That's the goal with weight loss, to pay attention to how the food is absorbed. Another great way to to flatten the glucose curve is exercise. Exercise is like a cure-all. Rather, not like, but it really does, with Hashem's help, relieve so many issues and symptoms. I can go on talking for days about the benefits of exercise, and it's different than being active. Of course, an active life is amazing for health, as opposed opposed to a sedentary lifestyle, but what we're talking about here is conscious, strenuous exercise. It is so good for you. Now, if you think it's too hard, well, all beginnings are hard. Get into it, and you'll get to love it. There's this really fascinating study that was done with mice. The study was conducted to find out how a healthy gut affects food choices. Some mice were given antibiotics, which destroys the gut, as we know, and all mice were given candies. The mice on the antibiotics binged on the candies and ate way more sugar than the rest of the mice. The point of the study was not about antibiotics. The study was done to prove that a healthy gut supports a healthy lifestyle. And the study didn't stop here. What they did to further prove the point is that they injected healthy gut bacteria into the mice, getting the meds, and the ravenous appetite for sweets calmed down. So eating healthy natural food is very conducive to a healthy gut. It's all a cycle. The more you eat better, the more you want to eat better. And not only our gut is affected by our food choices, our brain, for example, doesn't have sensory nerves. So when something goes wrong, such as it receives poor nutrients, You don't feel physical pain in your brain as you would with other organs. Instead, the symptoms would be emotional, such as poor mood, impatience, anger, etc. Everything you're looking to avoid is so much tougher when we make poor food choices. Hashem created us with a desire for sweets to keep us from starving and to keep us safe and alive. Foods that are naturally safe and nourishing taste sweet. Babies grow and thrive because they like sweet milk. Unfortunately, too many popular foods today overstimulate and spoil that sweet tooth. This amazing gift that we're given for our safety, the sweet tooth, that supports life, becomes a rotten, spoiled brat that's never satisfied, all because of highly processed food. Now, when you're cutting out a food type from your menu, remember to ask yourself, what will I eat instead? As we said with last week's scenario, his doctor told him not to eat, but he didn't plan, his doctor told him what not to eat, but he didn't plan what to eat instead. If not eating, for example, bread, you decide you don't want to eat bread because, you know, you're cutting it out for whatever reason, you may end up eating cookies because you're too hungry, then rather eat the bread. Don't forget to ask yourself, what will I eat instead? If you're okay having oatmeal instead of bread or crackers, well, that's a nice switch, but don't let good intentions backfire. 
And when you hold back from eating a tempting food, here's an idea not to feel deprived. A friend shared with me that she felt that she's a too big talker. She wanted to learn to talk less, but it was so hard for her to hold back when she felt she had a good piece of gossip to share. So what she did was, in her mind's eye, she had a box where she would put all the unsaid words. Now, instead of feeling deprived, she felt like she was doing something with those words and they were adding up in her merit. So this is actually a great method to feel less deprived. Take that cake, that nash, that ice cream, and create a container in your mind for it. And every time you hold back, the container fills up. So you feel like you're actually doing something with that. It's not just going to waste. And at the end of the day, think back to all the foods that you deposited in that container and imagine all that junk would have been churning in your system now. And now you can appreciate that it's not inside of you. This method shifts the focus from deprivation to appreciation. So keep at it. If you're listening to this podcast, means you're taking an interest in your health, and that's wonderful. Keep it up, and good luck. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, call 212-444-1900, press 5, then 7, and be inspired. The ideas expressed in this podcast are the opinion of an individual based on current weight loss research. Please consult your doctor before making any changes to your eating plan.